0: Good day. You are listening to Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution. New content is published first at philipmalika.substack.com. Please subscribe to receive new columns and audios directly to your inbox. We offer free subscriptions, or you may support us with a paid account. At this point, all content is freely available to all, but we definitely always appreciate the financial support if you see the value in our offerings also please give us a like if you enjoy the content and comments and questions are always welcome and appreciated audios are also available now on substack spotify and apple podcasts in this column we are continuing our series the man behind the curtain part six quieting the mind making ourselves primary. In our last column, we introduced the three orientations of human, common, soft, and intermediate. The purpose in that was to show us that we are different from each other in ways that we may not have understood previously. This is important for us as we begin our journey of self-discovery so that we can accept that our path will be our own outside of what anyone else is doing. Today's column will address to what we may encounter when we undertake the beginnings of our exploration of our own subjective awareness, our minds. Most of us are aware that health, health experts, pundits, life coaches, and gurus, just about everyone is in agreement that meditation is a great tool to help us become more whole and happy human beings. In meditation, we are told that quieting our minds is the first step towards this end, after which we can begin to perceive useful information from our essence, higher selves, guides, angels, God, whatever face you would like to place on what lies beyond our brains and objective awareness. In my experience, and I believe it probably holds true for most people, is that when we first, when we first begin trying to quiet our minds, the results are likely going to be an absolute flood of all the things we have been ignoring, pushing down, overriding, and running away from for the majority of our lives. In my case, quieting the mind was a cruel joke. How does one quiet their mind when their minds are screaming? Instead of leading to peace, it seems just as likely that it will lead to us running to the nearest gun dealer, to use on ourselves or someone else. This is a reflection of the extent to which most of us have ignored ourselves, our needs, our well-being in favor of whoever or whatever authorities we have placed in charge of our lives. And here begins our first foray into a habit, a practice, of placing ourselves in the primary position. Most of us have never done this, and we don't even know how or what that means. We have become so accustomed to sidelining ourselves in favor of others, be they individuals or institutions or both, that we have completely lost the plot when it comes to determining what is best for ourselves. Usually it takes some sort of major event in our lives, something so shattering that we hit rock bottom before we'll, we will stop and peek out from under the avalanche to begin to consider what our needs are and how to move forward towards making ourselves whole again, and if not whole, at least functional. Generally speaking, people will avoid any kind of change until they become considerably uncomfortable. Only when faced with a completely untenable circumstance, such as utter insanity or certain death, Will we take seriously the need to reassess ourselves in our lives and begin to take steps toward improvement of our situation? Again, we have placed ourselves in our lives secondary to all kinds of outside authorities. Those may take the form of a spouse or family, a job or career, churches, governments, or society in general. We often think, That we must do certain things to be of value, to be acceptable, or to be productive. There is a long line of what we think of as responsibilities, which we may place ourselves secondary to. Next, we have been taught that to place ourselves in the primary position is selfish, by no accident we have been indoctrinated with the idea that we should sacrifice ourselves in service to others and to do otherwise is nihilist. So, we all want to be a good person. We all want to be accepted. We want to be a positive force in society. But hold your horses. How can we do any of this when we are so crushed that we can barely raise our heads? Answer you have to put on your own oxygen mask first before you can help someone else. And I'll tell you a secret, something that the authorities in your life don't want you to know, that once you make yourself primary and become whole and free and at peace with yourself, you cannot help but be of service to others. It is automatic. Why? because a whole and free and peaceful person is a beacon of wellness. You will spread wellness everywhere you go to every person you interact with. That's how powerful you, we, all are. Your good health and well-being is louder and stronger than anything done out of alignment. You cannot help but be a positive force in the world. So how do we go about this, placing ourselves in the primary position? Here are some places to start. Learn to say no. Saying yes to yourself and no to someone else. You don't owe anybody anything. If you feel that you do, I want you to begin a list of who you feel you owe. The title of this list is Places Where I Am Not Free. You cannot immediately move from servitude to freedom, but you can make a list and begin to make choices to move in the direction of freedom. It does not happen overnight, but by consciously choosing freedom in your day-to-day decisions, you will build toward this outcome. How will you know when you are engaging something or making a choice that is moving against the idea of you as primary that is not in your best interests? Learn to listen to your body. Before thinking, before any negative development, your body will generate feelings. These feelings are your signal that something is not right. And you can learn to honor yourself by giving yourself time to assess when your body generates those communications. The feelings are your first clue that you need to pause and investigate. Often, it won't take a lot of time, but the slightest pause may be the difference between succumbing to a secondary position you don't want or like and a choice based on honoring yourself and your own wishes and desires as you place yourself primary. People and institutions around you will not like when you begin to discover your own voice. They will not like when you place yourself primary. They are dependent on you thinking that they are more important than you are. You must stand firm in your commitment to yourself. Your life and well-being depends on it. And how often have you heard or expressed to yourself or others that you have no choice? Allow me to disavow you of that notion now and forever. You have nothing but choices. All day, every day, you make choices and the very idea of choice means more than one. Now you may not like the choices you are offering yourself. You may choose because one choice seems less painful than another, but that does not mean that you don't have choices. In fact, once you begin to allow yourself choices that you didn't previously, you will quickly discover even more choices will make themselves known to you. Much of our society is structured such that you only seem to have two choices, and one of those choices is so undesirable that you will always choose the one somebody else wants you to make. This is by design, and this is how authorities maintain the status quo, by herding people into the choice that the authority wishes you to make. When you stop and pause and consider your choices based on yourself as primary, you break that spell that others hold over you. You are no longer the sheep. You now have your hands firmly on your steering wheel. With practice, no one will ever steer your ship again. What does that make you? The captain of your own ship as it should be. Making yourself primary is a slow, deliberate process. It does not happen overnight. Every single day, in every single situation, we need to assess where we are not free, where we have placed ourselves secondary, where we have made choices that do not serve us. We may not have the courage or ability to change things quickly but we can begin our process right now today of making different choices that honor ourselves as primary. Our wishes and desires are good. They are not selfish. They are us recognizing that we are not like anyone else and that what we think and feel is important we are important and we are worth every moment that we spend evaluating what is best for us and then taking steps and making choices to bring that to fruition granted from where we stand today making ourselves primary may entail some very difficult and uncomfortable choices It may mean that we will engage great changes in our lives. It may affect our jobs, our spouses, our families, our residences. It may mean the eventual wholesale change to our circumstances. But in very general terms, if the people around us are more interested in us remaining compliant and demure than they are in our empowerment and well-being, then maybe these aren't the best places and people for us to be around. But if we don't begin to assert our own importance, the people around us will never have the opportunity to be supportive of us in that endeavor. And again, we always have choices, as do they. We may surprise ourselves at how others will adjust to our new choices given the chance. Because this is a process, it may seem at times like a slog, like we aren't making any headway. But if we are determined and we stay with it, one day we will be able to look back and see how far we have come, how much we have accomplished. It may be helpful to keep a journal for ourselves specifically for this purpose, to see where we began and see just how far we have come. And then, one day, we will sit down to quiet our minds and meditate, and we will discover that instead of our minds sounding like a railway engine driving through our living room, we may actually realize that we don't need to quiet our minds, because we have already done so, day in, day out, every day in our lives. And then, we can get on to the business of seeing what's on the other side of our objective awareness and explore the nuances of essence that are just waiting for the opportunity to speak to us, to guide us increasingly as we move further and further into the remembrance of ourselves as essence, the shift in consciousness. Thank you for listening. This is Philip Malika's Consciousness Evolution, and we will see you next time.